remarkable accomplishments are happening every day on the Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College campuses, from faculty instruction and research to student projects and community involvement. CMU Now is a monthly segment on the KAFM Community Affairs Hour, where we interview faculty, staff, athletic coaches, and students to keep you up to date on all things CMU and WCCC. I'm Caitlin Birdsall, along with my co-host David Ludlam, and we'll have a few guests on the show today, and our first guests are Assistant Vice President of Academic Affairs for Student and Faculty Success, Dr. Aparna Palmer, and Physician Assistant Studies Program Student, Alicia Johansson. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Great. So Dr. Palmer, why don't we start with you today? So you're someone who I would consider a fixture at CMU. I know that you started out um, as a professor in our biology department, and you're now an assistant vice president of academic affairs, and you lead a plethora of projects and initiatives across the university. But the one I kind of want to talk about today is Student Showcase. So I know we're going into, I believe it's our 12th year a student showcase, and this is one of my favorite events on campus. I love getting to be there and attend and see all of the projects that students have worked on. Um, so I was hoping you could tell our listeners a little bit more about what student showcase is and what they could expect. Sure. Student showcase is essentially a conference that occurs on campus, and it is open to students and their faculty mentors from a variety of disciplines. In fact, all of the disciplines that are at CMU and WCCC can participate. Mm -hmm. So in this um, event, we have students presenting their independent projects uh, to an audience. The audience could be made up of peers, but it could also be made up of community members. And this is a chance for students to show off their accomplishments that they've made throughout the year by working with a faculty mentor on a project that's meaningful to them. And what I have to say is that the projects can actually vary from a performance um, all the way to an exhibit, to an oral presentation, or even a poetry reading. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that I like most about it is you can go to Moss Performing Arts and see students performing, whether it's a musical piece or um, a theater piece, and then you can head over to the plaza and check out what our engineering students have been building and doing and replicating, and then head over to another building and see what our health sciences students have been working on. And so it's really fun to get to see all of the different accomplishments across the university. It really is. And Dr. Palmer, you use the word independent to describe the projects. And I, I'm thinking about this idea that in our society, we set four years aside for students to be independent, to be creative. It, do you think, I kind of see that the showcases maybe being the pinnacle of that creativity and talk about like how important it is for that time period, the four years that students have to be creative and how these projects might be influenced by that, that time that they have to do so. So I think, you know, what we offer at CMU is a kind of a two-parted education. Students receive kind of a great foundation in a variety of disciplines that comes through our essential learning program. And then um, as they specialize, they learn a lot of depth and content in a variety of areas that they can specialize in. And so what the showcase does is it brings those two areas together. So students not only have the ability to communicate effectively what they've learned and do some critical thinking, they get to apply it to the discipline of interest that they are in and really shine by contributing to the knowledge and the arts um, and you know, in a variety of different areas to our culture on campus. And in, in some cases, we contribute regionally and nationally to the scholarship that occurs in the United States. 
Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our first guests today are Assistant Vice President of Academic Affairs, Dr. Aparna Palmer, and Physician Assistant Studies, student Alicia Johansson. Those are long titles I've got to read out there. <laughs> um, so before we turn it over to Alicia, I would be curious, Dr. Palmer, if you could talk to us and maybe give us a preview of a few student projects we might expect to see this spring, if you can. And if you can't, maybe reflect on past student showcases and highlight maybe one or two projects that you found really interesting. So I'm really excited about this year's student showcase. Um, and I should tell you, we have about 540 students participating in it, which is one of the highest levels of participation in the history of showcase and a couple of projects that really got me excited were um, one in physics one that comes out of speech communications and one that comes out of collaboration between our art and design faculty and students and um, and also students in engineering uh, kind of building something together And so in terms of the physics project, uh, this is a project that explores what is the origin of a black hole. And so in this project, the student actually has worked on a model to really understand the aspects of black hole formation and how the model can um, inform us on the origin of this really, really fascinating thing that we have in the universe. Um, On another end, we have a student who's really exploring autism spectrum disorder. Uh, She is autistic herself, which she reveals in the presentation, and she talks about how autistic people experience sensory overload. Her goal is to help uh, law enforcement, but also help autistic people um, be able to navigate uh, being able to comfort themselves while in a public area and um, potentially when law enforcement can be involved. Mm -hmm. So this has potential to do a lot of real good. And then finally, um, as I mentioned before, we have a professor of engineering and a professor of art and design collaborating to offer a really unique course that uh, looks at the metallurgy of uh, metallic art. And so 21 students will actually present the results of a project where they are working with metallic sculpture, but really looking at it at a very deep level to look at the crystalline structure that impacts that that sort of product. It's an amazing cross-section of projects. I'm excited, to, just based on those three, excited to be there. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, good. Well, why don't we kind of turn it over? So, Lesha, thank you for joining us today. You are one of our PA students, and you're actually participating in Student Showcase. Yes, I am, and thanks for having me today. Yeah, so I was hoping maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about your project and kind of where the idea came from and what you guys will be presenting at Student Showcase. Okay, yeah. So I, my partner and I, we're interested in improving cycling on campus, so we wanted to make it easier for students to be able to commute to campus, especially in the PA program, because we discovered that most people live within two miles of campus, and um, a lot of people have access to bikes, so it's really easy to bike to campus, and um, we just wanted to see how that played into their mental health, And because personally, I ride my bike every day. I'm a big mountain biker, gravel rider. And I use biking for my mental health, and I just feel like it's really helped me succeed in school because of it. And then um, previously, before moving here, I lived in Sweden for five years where everybody commutes by bike, no matter how old you are. Um, up, You'll see people in their 90s still riding around on bikes, and it's not because they have to, it's because they want to, and that's the way they choose to live. And I noticed that people are really happy there, so I just wanted to... Um, 
translate that to the CMU campus. Um, well, you mentioned that you'd lived in Sweden for five years. And mm -hmm. in addition to, I think, your project being fascinating, I, I look forward to seeing it. I also thought your background was interesting, too. Um, you were from northern Michigan, I think it's right? Yeah, that's And then, and then correct. you went to Sweden, mm -hmm. and then you applied to be in our PA program. Yeah, and, I was actually in Steamboat before I came here, too. Okay, so yeah. Steamboat. And um, I was noticing, I, I got the privilege to help interview some of the PA students as, as, a, as a layperson. I couldn't believe how competitive the program is and, and the diversity of backgrounds and people from all over the world wanting to come um, that have a resume much like yours. What made you want to apply to our programs with all the PA programs out there? So previously I was living in Steamboat Springs and I absolutely loved life there. I could get up early and ski up the ski area or go for a mountain bike ride and then do my school and work and I just felt like I had a really complete life. So when I saw that there was a program in Western Colorado um, at Mesa University, I was so excited. It was honestly the only program in the, in the U.S. that I wanted to apply to. Wow. I mean, I think that speaks volumes for the PA program and all the work that our faculty members have put in over there to really make the program, I feel like, holistic. Anytime I talk to anybody that's in it, they're like, of course, we're learning a ton of material while you're in it, but they really care about, I think, our students' mental health and well-being. They care about you being involved in the community. I know one time talking to Dr. Bronson, who's the head of that program, she said, you know, on the very first day of classes, we take our students and get them out into the community volunteering because you know, that's a piece of being a physician assistant. And I think that's a really important piece of the program and probably why we get such high caliber students. You know, what else I heard that I liked is that everyone's always talking about Scandinavia being the greatest place to live on earth, but you chose to live here instead. So that speaks <laughs> wonders about CMU and our community and the geography where we live and all the great things that make it such a, a wonderful lifestyle here. Yeah, and I absolutely love living here. I can ride my bike to lunch loops in the middle of the day and just de-stress or go for a gravel ride with friends. And it's honestly my perfect environment here. Great. Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs. And our first guest today, our Assistant Vice President of Academic Affairs, Dr. Aparna Palmer, and Physician Assistant Student, Alicia Johansson. Um, so I know that the program is about two and a half years long, and you said you're in your second year, and you're getting ready to kind of wrap up the in-classroom portion, and we'll be moving to... Um, your clinical rotations. And before the show, we were talking about, you know, you are going to probably be heading out to Gunnison, back here to Grand Junction, and you're going to be, you know, in, I think, medical surgery and like a couple different areas. So talk to me a little bit about that next step. Like, I'm assuming you're excited and ready to do it, but I'm sure there's some trepidation too. So just tell us about how you're feeling about that next step. Yeah, I'm really excited. So I've been in the classroom for the past 15 months and everything is by the book. And so in June, I will be moving to Gunnison to do family medicine and then back to Grand Junction in July to do surgery and then back to Gunnison to do emergency medicine. And I'm just really excited for the hands-on aspect of it and to put my skills to the test in the real world, to see real patients, to see what actual illnesses look like and to be able to help diagnose and treat these patients rather than just doing it by the book. Mm -hmm. uh, Gunnison's really cold. Are you going to be able to ride your bike when it's 20 <laughs> below zero? Are you going to even try? Well, I'm going to be in Gunnison in June and oh, August. Only, only, so only yeah. for, okay. Smart. So okay. Far. So. We said Good PA answer. students are smart. They yeah, <laughs> smarter than me. <laughs> They've okay. got it. Um, so before we let you both go today, I think maybe if we could just wrap up with letting our listeners know if um, I know in the past, we always invite the community to come on campus for Student Showcase. And Dr. Palmer, I don't know, I haven't heard yet if community members will be able to attend or due to COVID protocols, if we have to kind of limit that. So could you just talk through that? Sure. Um, I just heard today that we definitely want the community to participate. 
uh, while they're on campus, they will be asked to wear masks. But as long as we can follow safe distancing protocols and also observe room capacities so that we have safe distances within rooms, uh, we are excited to have the community be involved in this. Great. And so what is the date and time and all of that good information if listeners are curious in joining us on campus? So the date is Friday, April 30th. Um, The events will begin at noon. At noon, we have a great speaker, someone who's going to talk about homelessness in the area. And he actually has contributed to kind of improving the situation for many years now. And then we'll have a short break and then the presentations, performances, etc. will begin at 1 and go to 4.30. At 4.30, we'll have a reception for everyone. And then it should be done at 5. Great. Well, thank you so much for the both of you for coming on the show today and talking to our listeners about Student Showcase and sharing your experiences. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Well, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break and be back with Graduate Admissions Coordinator, Nichelle Chandler. Hi, this is the Harley Rider on the air with you during the morning cruise. KAFM is here for you every day, 24-7, powering you through your day and with the largest variety of great music on the dial. Thanks for tuning in to the voice of our community at 88.1 in Grand Junction and 96.9 in Palisade. KAFM is supported by Jerry's Pest Control, a locally owned company that serves both residential and commercial customers' pest control needs. Jerry has been serving Mesa County since 1958. More information is available at 970-242-PEST and at jerryspestcontrol.com. Colorado music history is filled with hit makers, award winners, and superstars. Hi, I'm Chris Kay, host of the Colorado Playlist, expressly and explicitly Colorado from the 60s to today. The biggest hits from the biggest hit makers and award winners in Colorado music history to some of the freshest new music emerging from here around the Centennial State. Join me every Wednesday and Friday morning at 11 o'clock here on The Voice of Our Community, KAFM. During these uncertain times, your support of community radio is needed now more than ever. It's easy to show your support. Just go to kafmradio.org and click the Donate button. Your donation will help the voice of our community to keep providing great music and local information when you need it most. Welcome back to CMU Now, a monthly show where we talk about the remarkable work happening at Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College. We'd like to welcome our second guest today, Graduate Admissions Coordinator, Nichelle Chandler. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Kate. Thank you, David. Thank you. All right, so before we dive into CMU's graduate programs and offerings, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose to work at CMU. Yeah, so I was actually born in Denver, um, and I grew up there, and I started my college career at Metro, so over on the Front Range, very busy campus, it was very vibrant and busy, um, but I just felt like something was missing, so I actually transferred to CMU as a second, my second semester my freshman year, and I really never looked back. I fell in love with Grand Junction, I fell in love with the smaller town feel, I fell in love with the smaller class sizes. Just really everything about the outdoors and Grand Junction and... We have a better mascot too, right? Yes, yes, yeah, we do. Yeah, the Roadrunner, <laughs> Maverick, yeah. like what would you yeah. Yes, we definitely do. Um, and so I decided to work at CMU after I graduated and I decided to recruit for CMU. Actually, it was my first, my first job and I 
couldn't have asked for a better job because recruiting for a university that I loved to attend was something that came very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the outdoors lifestyle, as I mentioned previously, and just being able to really show students outside of the area, especially what there is if they left, you know, the busier lifestyle and just um, looked at all their options. So how do you recruit? Well, when I first started or now? Now. I recruit. Yeah. Okay, so, what do you do? so yeah, right now I, I, I started CMU, my path to CMU started with undergraduate recruitment. So, um, you know, that was a lot of high school fairs and all the traditional recruitment styles. And now I'm actually recruiting um, for graduate programs. And I absolutely love that. After I finished my graduate program, um, I wanted to really just educate the community and just everyone really how to, or how to begin doing their graduate studies and where to start. Um, And now I recruit all different ways. So, um, you know, marketing, a lot of, you know, different things that I do with marketing and radio, (laughs) which is what we're doing now. And I also do just a lot of um, fairs and GRE searches. So there's just a lot of, it's a lot more boring to talk about the recruitment (laughs) on graduate studies. So I think everybody is familiar with um, undergraduate studies and that's kind of what they think of when they're initially going to university. Maybe they don't think about... um, what you're recruiting for graduate programs, but can you just give us a flavor for the type of graduate offerings that CMU has? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited and I'm just so proud of CMU in general. Um, The way that we're expanding, especially in the graduate realm is just very impressive. So we actually have 10 different graduate programs, including graduate certificates. Um, Do you want me to go through what we have or? Yeah, I think it'd be great to name a couple of them. Yeah, so we have our MBA, so our master's in business um, administration, and that is actually 100% online. So we are getting a lot of students out of the area that are taking that, um, which which is awesome. We also have education, and under that umbrella, we have different certificates. So a lot of times teachers will come back and get a, a certificate in another area. Um, and we also have nursing, so our MSN, our master's in nursing, and then our doctorate in nursing as well. Athletic training, sports management, occupational therapy, and physician's assistant. That's a kind of a wide, wide yeah. breadth of offerings, which I think is great. Well, good. Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our second guest today is Graduate Admissions Coordinator, Nichelle Chandler. Um, So you just mentioned a couple of the programs that we offer, I guess 10, that's more than a couple, Um, but I know that we are planning on adding two additional graduate programs, which I think a lot of people on the university or at the university are excited for, and one is criminal justice, and one is a master's in social work. And I've been hearing a lot about these two programs over the last couple of years, and I know a lot have been a lot of work has gone into bringing them to CMU and working with our community partners and really figuring out, you know, what we can do to help support our community. So can you talk to me about maybe why CMU is planning to bring those two master's programs on? Um, yes, of course. And something, again, that I love about CMU is we look at what what's needed and we try to fill that gap. So especially with these two programs, criminal justice and social work, the reason that criminal justice is something that we see coming down the pike is because we want to provide a place where People can come and they can get promotional advancements in policing, court systems, corrections, or just continuing their graduate studies if they're passionate about criminal justice. So that is really the big pull for for that program. And social work I am extremely excited about as well because we want to meet the demands of our community we serve, which which is a vulnerable population. Um, We want to help with mental health, psychiatric issues, addiction, family conflict, and therapeutic needs. And social workers are only going to increase in demand. They actually, We actually see a 
increase in demand over the next decade, which is higher than a lot of other um, a lot of other professions. So really, it's just meeting that need. And right now, as of today, we have 27 employment opportunities in Grand Junction that require a master's in social work. So really, it's just meeting the community where it's at and providing an opportunity to, um, for for people to come get training and skill um, to be able to advance their careers. So you mentioned like the long-term growth prospects, but there's a acute short-term need within this community. Is that probably related to the pandemic and and demographic issues, or is that is there always employment available for these offerings here in, in our local community? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's definitely come to head because of the pandemic. I think that a lot of things definitely have because of you know last year and what we've all gone through. But I think that this is something that we're bringing more awareness to. But necessary, it's always been there. I think that need is has always been there, but the awareness has increased. So. Um, well, yeah, well speaking that. of bringing awareness to things, um, I wanted to ask you about something. So it's been a while, but I think Elon Musk, maybe I don't know, he was on Joe Rogan or something, <laughs> but he tweeted, you know, that he thought advanced degrees and MBAs, you know, were, were not worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think he was oversimplifying it. But how, how would you respond to people who are maybe tearing off that cynicism or maybe don't see the value? Like, how would you define or describe why people would want an advanced degree? Yeah, um, it's funny you mentioned Elon Musk. I think that he's done amazing things. I think we all can agree on that. I also think that we can all agree that he's kind of an anomaly. Um, <laughs> and I I really just, my purpose and kind of my role at the university is, and for graduate programs and, and higher education in general is just to show people the opportunity and what it can provide. Um, and I I'm a full believer in not college is not for everyone. Um, however, it is for some, and um, that's important. You know, especially advanced degrees. I, I think people can agree that, you know, you want your doctor or your ICU nurse to have an advanced degree. Um, so I think it really just comes down to what do you want? What do you want out of life? And if it is something that requires a skill, then then higher education is essential and it's important. Okay. Well, Caitlin, I want to put you on the spot because before <laughs> the show, we were actually discussing that you had thought about maybe going back and getting your advanced degree. And I know. Mm-hmm. You have a, a, a new baby and a very busy life, but what what inspired your thinking to potentially do that? Why would you want to get an advanced degree? Yeah, so I think for me, you know, I've always been a lifelong learner. I was a straight A student in school. I loved going to school. I loved learning. I am that nerd. You? I know you? it's weird, right? You would never <laughs> guess that. Um, and so I've always loved that. And I feel like as I've gotten into my career, you know, I've been very focused on my career and kind of advancing and um, what I'm contributing to the team. And now with being at CMU for a couple of years, I've had some opportunities for different learning experiences. I just did recently the Civco Leadership Academy through the state. And it reminded me of how much I love to learn and learn new skills. And it felt like I was getting kind of back to my roots that I had gotten away from. And so for me, it's something that I, I find very valuable. And I'm right now kind of looking into, do I do my MBA through CMU? Do I do a strategic communication master's through a different university? And so I'm looking at all of my options and then weighing that with how much time I have. Because I think yeah. for most adults, when you think about going back and getting your master's, that's probably the biggest thing because I work a full-time job and I have a little nine-month-old at home and you know my time is very limited. And so I want to be very thoughtful about how I'm spending my time, but I'm getting closer to talking myself into going. Well, I need to Michelle, tell you, you, you need to come to CMU. Hey, so you that's don't get one to take thing. credit for her signing up. I do. I just recruited her for you, right? I, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. can't take credit yeah, for any staff, for to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. 
Oh, good. Well, you are listening to CMU Now on KFM Community Affairs, and our second guest today is Graduate Admissions Coordinator, Nichelle Chandler. So, Nichelle, you kind of touched base on this a little bit earlier, but I think it's an important piece to highlight for our listeners that with our graduate programs, that there are quite a few individuals from outside of the region. And I think that would maybe surprise some people because you think about a a graduate or master's degree or doctoral that you know, you would think it's the individuals living here in Western Colorado. And we do serve a lot of Western Colorado, but we're also bringing in people from throughout the state and throughout the country. So could you just talk to us about why that's a benefit to those who are in our graduate programs? Yeah. So we love the fact that we are moving to a more online platform for our graduate, all of our graduate studies. Um, and the reason we, we really like that is because I want to go back to what you said about being an adult and having a lot of things on your plate and being busy. You know, that really helps with that. Sometimes you don't have time to go sit in a class. Maybe you have to work and you have to go home. Um, and so we have that option if we have that online platform that we can serve busy adults that are working still. Um, and I do want to touch on, of course, how we serve people outside of the Western Slope. So we have People, of course, from other parts of Colorado, all the way from Colorado Springs, Salida, Monta Vista, and of course, all over the Front Range, but also Tennessee, Massachusetts, Utah, Wyoming, California, Nevada, and Hawaii, just in the last year that were admitted into our graduate programs. And I think it's important to to note that because when you come from different places, you bring a different worldview, right? So um, having a platform where even if you're online, you still have discussion. So having that online discussion with people that that are from different areas is important because it broadens our knowledge. And so, yeah, I think that's very, I'm glad you asked that question because I think sometimes CMU people around the community, especially think that CMU only has people from Colorado or from the Western slope. And that is absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, I think that about wraps it up for me. We're getting towards the end of our time. So Michelle, thank you so much for yeah, coming on and talking to us about all of the graduate programs at yeah. CMU. Thank you guys. All right. So before we head out today, David, I did want to touch slightly on, we just had homecoming here in April and it's the first time we've had a spring homecoming. And I know for myself, it felt really good to be able to get out in the community, attend athletic events and performing arts events and get to celebrate CMU in that spirit. Yeah, it was amazing. I, the, uh, our new sponsor for homecoming Timberline bank held an event out on their, their new, um, outdoor patio and we mm-hmm. had our new mascot and they had their mascot and there were people up there and um, the breeze was blowing, the sun was shining, and it was like it was a great way to sort of kick off homecoming week with great weather. And a reminder, I think, just that homecoming's about connection and what good timing to be kind of emerging from the pandemic and, mm-hmm. and getting to reestablish that. I mean, the parade was wonderful. Yep. You could just see in every single event the bonfire um, that there's there's life reemerging in a, in a meaningful way, and I think that's what university's about, and homecoming it was emblematic of that this year. I, I don't know what you think, but that was my take on it. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. and you know, we've got, like we had mentioned in the first half of the show with um, Dr. Palmer, that we've got Student Showcase coming up, so that's here in April, and then I know we have a couple musical and performing arts events coming up here in April and May. Can you maybe just chat a little bit about those? Yeah, we've got the Miss Holmes radio drama, and that's going to be streaming April 14th through the 22nd. I yep. think that's right. Don't, don't you recall it that way? And I think... We have the spring dance con- concert coming up called Shifting Focus. That's going to be live, mm-hmm. um, emphasis on live. That's, that's good news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, April 23rd and 24th. And I think, isn't that also going to be streaming? Yeah, right. I think that's something that's come out of the pandemic is that a lot of our offerings now will happen both in person mm-hmm. and there will be that digital streaming component as well. That optionality. I think the streaming is going to be the 23rd through May 9th, but people can yep. learn more about that at our, our website where they, they can also get tickets, right? Yep. If yeah. you go to coloradomesa.edu slash tickets. 
So, and I have to mention before we let you go today that this is David's last show with us. He is moving on. It is my last one. Yeah, so, it's been a, an honor though getting to to serve the university with you and get to do this show and yeah. thank the the station and all the team here too, Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll definitely miss David, but don't you worry. I will be back next month with a new co-host, and it'll be a surprise who it is. We'll introduce her next All month. Right. All right, so this eighth segment airs on the second Tuesday of each month on KAFM Community Radio. You can also listen to a podcast of today's show at kafmradio.org. I'm your host, Caitlin Birdsall, along with my co-host, David Ludlam, and I'll be back next month for another edition of CMU Now on the Community Affairs Hour.